Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. We have one of the few accounts of Jesus as a youth. But I said I want to focus again on Mother Mary's role in this story. We've heard and seen stories of children being kidnapped in grocery stores, attempts to lure them away from school playground or on their way to and from school, or more recently, several accounts of children wandering off from their home yards and falling into danger, with some of the children dying while others are miraculously saved. As a parent and grandparent, I've always had a watchful eye for my children. Even today, over my 42-year-old married daughter, my 38-year-old son and his family, my 35-year-old son and my 21-year-old grandson who lives with us. We as parents and grandparents or guardians of young children are always on the lookout to protect our offspring from danger. And those of you who are listening know what I'm talking about. It's much different now in the 21st century than it was in the 19th and 20th centuries where children could roam freely without worrying of something happening other than falling off a bike or falling out of a tree. But here we are with Mary and Joseph with Jesus in the first century and who, after having gone to the festival of Passover, started to return home. They think that Jesus is ahead of them playing with his friends, running, and being carefree. When all of a sudden, at the end of the day, as they're preparing to camp for the night, they realize that Jesus is not with the group. Immediate and utter panic. They run a full day's walk back to Jerusalem to begin the search for their son. Frantically, they search for three days until they finally retrace their steps and find him in the synagogue among the teachers, listening and asking questions. It's said that all who heard Jesus speak were amazed at his wisdom as he answered their questions. But Mary goes to Jesus and says, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. And Jesus says to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand the words that Jesus said to them. Think for a moment about Mary's words. We know Mary as being a gentle soul. She says, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. Seems like an understatement for the millennium. For I'm sure that Mary was very frantic. And the boy's response? The nerve of that kid. What an arrogant, precocious little twit. Forgive me, Jesus, for my descriptive words. And how to react with tears of joy, while so angry you could spit. How tempted to spank the child while holding them tightly in your arms and saying a short prayer of thanks to God for watching over them. 
Mary and Joseph have perhaps been underrated as parents. They did not understand their son truly, though what parent does, but especially understanding the Son of God. And this is what I want to focus on. Two weeks ago, I preached about Mother Mary as she was approached by the angel of the Lord. She was told she would conceive a child by the Holy Spirit, the Son of God. She would name him Jesus, and he would be the Savior of the world. Her response was, Here am I, let it be unto me according to thy word, as if she understood At the end of the gospel reading from Luke on Christmas Eve, I read just a little farther where the shepherds made known to Mary what had been told to them about the Christ child. And it goes on to read, But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. So why, 12 years later, does she not seem to understand who Jesus is is, or why he would say that he must be in his father's house? Not in Joseph's house, his physical father, but in God's house. For all that was revealed to Mary and Joseph at the time of his birth, yet they still were amazed. The primary point of these gospel verses is that Jesus at age 12, was aware of a special and personal relationship with God, a relationship he chooses to describe as one with Abba, my Father. That is beyond the understanding of Mary and Joseph at the time and for many instances to come in the future. Mary would be wondering, learning, understanding, and being by her side the next 21 years of his life. This instance in the temple was one more something for Mary to store in her memory and to treasure in her heart, to continue to ponder as she continued as Jesus' earthly mother while becoming a true example of Christian discipleship. Jesus returned to Nazareth with his earthly parents after Mary and Joseph found him, and was under their authority of his parents, which is a sign of true humanity and an example of humility. For it was in his human nature, in in which he was less than the Father, that he was subject to human authority. The son of Mary was a revelation to the mother in whose care he lived. So a man's soul, and that's gender neutral, his spiritual nature, which is entrusted to God's care, is a perpetual revelation to him. If we can only know that our soul is God's child, that he is caring for it and training it so that it may become to us a source of deep divine communications. God will speak to us through our own mysterious life. God will show us his wisdom and goodness, not in heaven above, but in the soul within each of us through the Holy Spirit. God will make us his fellow worker through that which is the most divine work of his, 
of which we can have any knowledge through the training and perfecting of our souls. If Jesus had not left the caravan to return to Jerusalem and the temple to be in my father's house, how could he later have called Peter and James and John to leave their nets and follow him? How could he have told the would-be disciple to let the dead bury the dead? How could he tell the rich young ruler to sell all that he had, give it to the poor, and come and follow him? And finally, how could Jesus have gone to the cross had he let any other agenda get in his way of being about his father's business? The consequence of conversion is that we are called to newness of life centered in being about Abba, the father's business, not in the worldly business. This inevitably means being separated from the caravan of the tribe that often heads in another direction. I often share portions of songs I hear on the radio as I drive, and I'm going to close with a portion of Mary's song as a tribute to Mother Mary. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm the storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? When you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Mary, did you know the blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again, the lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? That sleeping child you're holding is the great I Am. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.